Shalom to all. Today's office of Yomastav Yod Beis. We are starting 18 lines from the top, the second word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas. Maris Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, her Nisham Shadavan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, Baram Asher Anchol, his Nisham Shadavan Aliyah. And the Gemara says, Armav Lili Baramamal, Armar Mar Okva, Armar Shmuel, Tsar Sama Enes Asura, the Tsara of one who's Mamain, she's Asur to the Yavam. Now we've already spoken about Mion briefly, but now we're going to be delving deeper. We know that a father has the right to marry off his daughter. Let's say her father died while she was a Katana, a girl under 12 years old, so she can't accept Kedusha on her own, but the Chum allowed her brother and mother to marry her off. Now, the Kedushan in this case is only Midrabanon, and therefore she's granted a special heter called Mion, which literally means refusal. She can do Mion, she can walk out of the marriage with no get. The official procedure is that she states in front of two Aiden that she doesn't want to be married to her husband anymore. And she's only allowed to do this while she's a Katana, but once she becomes a Gedalah, she's not allowed to do Mion. So Ruvain's married to two women. Wife number one was a Katana, and then Ruvain died without children. So the Katana does Mion to Shimon. What the Gemara is saying over here is that that Sara, the Sara of the one that did Mion, is Aser. Now the Gemara asks, Laman, who's she usher to? If you want to say that the Tsar is usher to the other brothers, not to Shimon, to Levi and Yehuda, the one that did Mion to Shimon, she's mutter to the other brothers. Damar Shmuel because Shmuel says, if she did Mion to this one, she's still mutter to the other brothers. So Rasa Yubaya, we're going to be discussing the Tsara. Of course, the Tsar is mutter to the other brothers. So Gemara suggests, it must be that she's usher to Shimon himself. As the Gemara, why is the one that did Mion different? She's permitted to the brothers. She didn't do any Mice of Mion to them, so she's permitted to them. Tsara Nami, the Tsara also, Loy of the Bay Maisa, she didn't do any Maisa to him, to Shemin, so why is she usher to Shemin? The Gemara answers, Xerim Shem Tsar's beat him as Xera because he might end up marrying the Tsara of his daughter who's Mamain. What does that mean, Tsaras Mamainis, who's his daughter? That means that Ruvain is married to Shemin's daughter, he's married to his niece, who's a Katana, and to another woman as well. Ruvain dies without children, and then Shemin's daughter does Mion to her father. Shemin's usher to that Tsara because she's Tsaras Erva, but if we're going to allow a regular case of Tsaras Mamainis, then Shimon might end up marrying the Tsar in this case, and the Tsar in that case is Tsar's Erva. The Lemar continues asking, but Tsar's Miasira, is the Tsar of his daughter who's been mind to him? Is she really Asar Vatanan? Our Mishnah says, Vikulan, all these women that we mentioned in our Mishnah, in Mesu, Amianu, and Isgarshu, if the one who's the Erva died or did Mion or was divorced before the husband died, Tsar saying Mutar is that Tsar is mutter to the brother. And we analyze the Mishnah, Demian Abaman, who did she do Mion to? Ilima Demian Abal, if you want to say that she did Mion to her original husband, to Ruvain, Hainu Grusha, that's the same case as a Grusha, this woman doing Mion while her husband's alive or her being divorced is the same thing. So there's no reason for the Mishnah to say both Grusha and Miona. El Abiyavim, it must be that when the Mishnah says that she did Mion, she did Mion after Ruvain died and she did Mion to Shimon, to her father, or to the one who's a Ervatar. And nonetheless, the Mishnah said that Sarasa Mutaris, that her Tsar would be Mutar in that case. The Gemara says, Loy, that's not a Raya Lailamabal. When our Mishnah says that she did Mion, it means she did Mion to her husband. And we are bothered by the fact that it seems to be redundant that Grusha and Miona is the same case. Utregavna Gerushin, there's two different types of Gerushin being spoken about. In our Mishnah. But the Gemara is explaining, and this is a very important insight over here. Why is that when she does me into her husband, she does me into Ruvain, she's uprooting that original Nisuin, and now her tsara is permitted to the brother in law, her tsara is permitted to the Yavam. Even when she does me into the Yavam himself, Nisuin Kamai Kaakra, she's uprooting that original Nisuin. What the Gemara is telling us over here is that Mion always uproots the original marriage. So when she does me into the Yavam, she isn't just severing the Zika she has to the Yavam. She's retroactively uprooting her kiddushin to her previous husband. So why does it make a difference who she does me into? Even if she does me into the yavam, she's retroactively uprooting that original kiddushin, and her tsar should be permitted to the yavam. So the Gemara answers Mishum the Tony Rambam Baruch is because of what Rambam Baruch Haskel taught. The Tony Rambam Baruch Haskel he taught Miano Obal if she does me into her husband Muteris Aviv, she would be permitted to marry her husband's father because retroactively it's not considered like this person's her father-in-law, and therefore she'd be allowed to marry him. However, be yavam if she does me into the yavam Asur Aviv, she's usher to the father.
father. Alma, we see from here, Mishas Nefilo Nirske Kalasai. The moment that she falls to Yibum, she automatically looks like his daughter in law. Hachinami, Mishas Nefilo Nirske Tsar's Bitai. The moment she falls to Yibum, she looks like the Tsar of his daughter. Even though you're right, when she does mean she retroactively uproots the Kiddushin from beforehand, nonetheless, since right now she is subject to Yibum, her Tsara is viewed as Tsaras Erva and therefore is still Asr to the Yavam. And now moving on to another case. Amravasi, Tsaras Islandis Asura, the Tsar of an Islandis is Asr. Reuven's married to two women. One of them is able to have children, and the other one's an islandist. She's not able to have children. So when Reuven dies without children, the tsara of this islandist is Asr. There's no Yibam by her. Why is that? Shnever, because the Pasuk says, In regular case where the Yavam does Yibam, so that child that's born, he's called Al-Shem Achiv. This Bechar that's born, he's called on the name of his deceased brother. Pratla Islandist, this excludes an islandist. She's not able to have a child. Since the islandist is not able to have a child, and therefore there's no Yibam by the islandist, the Chiddush Ravasi is telling us that there's no Yibam by the tsara of the islandist either. But now, Moshe Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes asked the following question, Three brothers are married to three random women, meaning these women are not an erva to anyone, and one of them dies, Ruvain dies without children, and the second one, Shimon, he does mimer to the Yavama. What is mimer? Mimer is a type of kiddushin that one can do to a Yavama. It's not a real kiddushin, like regular kiddushin with a regular woman. It does create somewhat of a bond between the Yavama and the Yavama, but it's only kiddushin drabanan, and it doesn't complete this Yibam, Yibam is only completed when they're together. And now after Shimon does Mimer, Umais, he dies without children also. Shimon's two wives, his original wife, and this Yibam of his that he never completed the Yibam, they have to get Chalitza, not Yibam. Shinever, because the Pasuk says, Umais, Echrem, and one of them dies, Yavama, Yavayoleo, her Yavam should come to her. This is only someone who has Zika of one Yavam, but not someone who has Zika to two Yavam. And Reuven's original wife is considered to be coming from Reuven and from Shimon, and therefore Levi would do Chalitza, not Yibam. And Tani Allah was taught on that. Amar Yosef, Yosef said, Zuhi Tzaras Eishas Achmei Av She Isra Nefilo Garmla. This is a case of Tzaras Eishas Achmei Av that the Isra of Nefilo caused her to be Aser. The Isra Nefilo means she fell from two brothers. She's fallen to Yibam from both Reuven and Shimon. We don't find a case in entire Tyra like this. And now we analyze Zuhi Lemute Mai by saying Zuhi. This is a special case that means we're coming to exclude a different case. Lahalav Mute Tzaras Islandist Shario is not coming to exclude the case of Tzaras Islandist. That Tzaras Islandist would be permitted. It's coming to exclude the case of Tsar's Islandist, that Tsar's Islandist is Usr, and Umay Zuhi. So, how do we understand this Lashon of Zuhi that this is a unique case? Zuhi de Isr Nefila Garmla Tsarasa by Chalitza. This case that her Isr Nefila caused her to be Usr, but her Tsara still needs Chalitza. Islandist, I feel Chalitza Laibaya. But in the case of an Islandist, the Tsar of the Islandist doesn't even need Chalitza. My time, why is that? Because Hadai Raisa, Hadra Banan. The Islandist is not allowed to marry the Yavim Midai Raisa because we have a Pasuk, and therefore her Tsar doesn't even need Chalitza. However, in this case, we just mentioned the whole Isser is only Dirabanan, and therefore the Tsar needs Chalitza. We continue to ask Tanan, it says in our Mishnah, the Kulan and Mesu Aimianu and Nizgarshu Ashanimsu Islandists are saying Mutarais. All these women that we mentioned in our Mishnah, if they died or did Mion or were divorced or they turned out to be an Islandist, that Tsara is Mutter. That's what our Mishnah said. So we see from here that Tsara's Islandist is Mutter. The Gemara answers, like Kasha, Kancha Hikerba, Kancha Lai Hikerba. One's talking about where he knew she was an Islandist, one's talking about where he didn't know she was an Islandist. Ravasi is talking about a case where he knew that wife number one was an Islandist and he still decided to stay married to her, and therefore when he dies without children, this Islandist doesn't have Yibum, so there. 
therefore the Tsar doesn't either. However, our Mishnah is talking about a case where Ruvain didn't know that one of his wives was an islandess. Once he finds out, it turns out that original Kiddushin with her is called a Mekach Tois. It was a mistake, and therefore it's like he was never married to her, and that's why the Tsar is permitted. Because she's not really the Tsar of an islandess, the islandess was really never considered married to Ruvain in the first place. And Ekonami, our Mishnah is Meduik like that also. The Tani, the Mishnah says, Shinimtsu, that it turned out that she was an islandess. Like Tani Shahayu, it doesn't say that she was an islandess the whole time along. Shmami, no, we see from here that there's a difference if he knew she was an islandess, that's sort of Asi's case, or if he only discovered later on she was an islandist, that's our Mishnah's case. And on Marava, he tells us, Yud Bezan Bezan Tab, Hilchaz the Halacha is, Tsaras Islandist Mutaris, the Tsar of an Islandist is Mutter, and Vafilu Hikerba, even though he knew she was an Islandist, and Vafilu Tsaras Bito Islandist, even if she's the Tsara of his daughter and his daughter turned out to be an Islandist, the Tsara still is permitted. Why is that? Since an Islandist isn't fit for Yibum, it doesn't make a difference if the husband knew she was an Islandist or if she's an Erva of the Yavam. She isn't in the Parsha of Yibum anyway, and therefore the Tsar is permitted. As the Gemara of El Hadik Tanisha Nimtsu, we were Medak from our Mishnah that said the word Nimtsu, that it turns out later that she was an islandess, implying that he didn't know she was an islandess. The Gemara says, Tani, let's understand the Mishnah as Shahayu, that he did know she was an islandess, and that's how we would conclude this Gemara. And Kyasa Ravin, the Tsar of all these women, Kulan Mutaris, all them are mutter to the Yavam. And the Gemara continues, Tani Rabbi become Rav Nachman, Rabbi taught in front of Rav Nachman. There's three women that should have Tashmish, they should have relations with a Maich. A Maich is an absorbing cloth, it's a sponge that she would insert in her to absorb all the semen to make sure that she doesn't become pregnant. Who are these three women that would be Mishamish with a Maich? Ketana, someone under 12 years old. Meuberes, a woman who's pregnant. And Umenika, a woman who's nursing her child. Ketana, the reason why she should be Mishamish with a Maich is Perhaps she's going to become pregnant, perhaps she's going to die. It's dangerous for her to become pregnant at that stage in her life. Meuberes, a pregnant woman. If she's Mishamish and she becomes pregnant again, the child that she's carrying inside of her, her Uber, could become a sandal, which means they become deformed. And Menika, a woman who's nursing, is perhaps she's going to have to wean her child and then he's going to die. If she becomes pregnant, she's going to need all of her nutrients for her new baby. Now she's not going to be able to nurse her young baby and her baby's going to die. Now we speak about the case of a katana. What is a katana considered? From 11 years old in a day until 12 years old in a day. Younger than that or older than that, she would have Tashmish like regular and just continue on. That's her mayor's opinion. It doesn't make a difference who she is. She should just have Tashmish like regular. She should not be Mishamish with a Maich. And Hashem is going to have Rachim on her. Because the Pasuk says, And now we analyze. From the fact that we said by a Katana that perhaps she's going to become pregnant. And if she becomes pregnant, perhaps she's going to die. That turns out that a Katana could become pregnant. She might become pregnant and she might die. That doesn't mean that if she becomes pregnant, she's for sure going to die. There's a possibility that a katana, a girl who's 11 years old, will become pregnant and not die. Well, Imkain, if that's so, it turns out that we could have a case where a person's mother-in-law could do me unto him. But our Mishnah said, that we can't have any case in our Mishnah where his mother-in-law turns out to be an islandess or that she did me unto him. Now, how is it that a person's mother-in-law could do me unto him according to this? So this katana, whom we're going to call Leah, got married and had a child before she became 12. We're going to call this child Sarah. Then Leah's husband died, and she married Ruvain, who also had another wife. Now, Ruvain's brother Shimon was Makadesh, this little baby Sarah. So Leah, who still isn't 12 yet, is Shimon's mother-in-law. Then Ruvain dies without children, and Leah can now do me unto Shimon. So the Gemara just asked, as we said in our mission, that it's impossible to have a case of a mother-in-law that does me un, because there's no such a thing as a young mother-in-law. But here we have the scenario that a mother-in-law could do me un. So the Gemara answer is Amo. Let's understand the Brisa as saying, Shema Perhaps she's going to become pregnant 
and she will die. Meaning, if she becomes pregnant, she's definitely going to die. Rabbi says that she has a boundary, she has borders. Before this time, before she's 11 years old, she can't become pregnant. In between this time, meaning in between 11 and 12, she's going to die and her child's going to die. After 12 years old, she's going to live and her child's going to live. So the stage we're holding in right now tells us that an 11 year old cannot have a child. Ask Gemara Aini, is that really so? You can't say that we have a case of a mother-in-law that turns out to be an islandess or that does mion. Why is that? Shekvar Yaldu, because they already had a child. So we see from here that the reason why she's not able to be an islandess or do mion is because she had a child. And it doesn't say the reason why we can't say this is because she already grew up, because she's already Gedayla. This implies that even as a Katana, she could have a child. So the Gemara says, you're right. We go back to original understanding of the Brai, so that perhaps she's going to become pregnant and perhaps she's going to die. It's not indefinite that she's going to die if she becomes pregnant at 11 years old. We now go back to original problem. How could we say that a mother-in-law is not able to do Mion? It turns out that we are able to have a mother-in-law doing Mion. So Rav Safra, Rav Safra says, Having children is like Simonim. Simonim are signs that one has reached puberty. In other words, one has become an adult and is not considered a Katan or a Katan anymore. Usually the stage is reached when there's stay Cyrus when two pubic hairs grow. What we're saying over here is that if she has children, it must mean that she's not a Katan anymore and must mean that she's a Gedaila. Now, Mr. Amri, some say that having children is actually greater than having Simonim. What's the Nafkamina? That seems to be just an issue of semantics. The answer is, even according to Rabbi that says, that she has to have a lot of black, meaning she has to have more than two Cyrus. But if she has children, that's a definite sign of Simonim. Now, a similar answer, he says, it's impossible to have Banim without Simonim. If she had children, it must mean that she brought Simonim. Ask the Gemara of Nivtek, so why don't we check to see if she has Simonim? Why are we assuming that she has Simonim because she had a child? Why don't we check? The Gemara answers, Hashin and Shemunashru. We have to be afraid that perhaps these two Cyrus fell out. The Gemara asks, That's a good according to the Mandamar that says, that perhaps the Simonim fell out. El Mandamar and Chayshin, according to the Mandamar that we're usually not Chayshin for such a thing, Michael and Mamer, what can we answer? Why don't we say that we should just check to see if she has Simonim, to see if she's a Katana or not? The Gemara answers, I feel Mandamar and Chayshin, even according to the Mandamar that we're usually not Chayshin for that, Mishum Tsar Leda Chayshinon, because of the Tsar, because of the pain and the whole ordeal of childbirth, then we are afraid that perhaps the Simonim fell out, and that's why we're not going to check to see if she still has Simonim. But the bottom line answer is the reason why we can't have a mother in law that does Mion is because if she had a child, that means that she's not a Katana anymore, that means that she's a Gedailah, and therefore she can't do Mion. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about our Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.